For this part of the programme, uh, we've been joined by two gentlemen from Clunis Pencil Hill Community Development Group. Mm. Uh, one, uh, Tom Larkin. We've had Tom before, but on the phone, but he's here in person today. So, Tom, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. And also uh, from the group is Sean Earls. And Sean, from the, the Clunis Pencil Hill area, you're very welcome too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I suppose we, we, John, we covered this before. Um, we have barely now, barely, you know, but yes. we, we've been postponing. And I suppose in a way, Jim, this is the first <coughs> thrust into the, the, the area of, of uh, energy Re that we're beginning to hone in on. Okay? And there's an amazing development uh, in the Cooney. Quinn, Spanson Hill yes, area. With huge potential. Oh, heavens, and what it has to say to other communities across the country. Tom, so, I, so would you just maybe give us a quick summary, maybe, of when you started and what you're doing and where you are? Yeah, uh, thanks, Jim. Um, we started around 2017-18 when, you know, we were discussing the uh, different issues that were in our Clooney, Spanson Hill area that was to do with road safety and um, population decline and all those. So, and was there a population decline? Is there a population there decline? Is, yeah, there, there is because uh, in, in last year uh, our, t our school, national school, lost one teacher, so it's gone from a four-teacher to a three-teacher school now. But Tom, Tom I, I, I have great difficulty in, in, in understanding that because here you are about, what, five miles out from Ennis? What a marvellous location as a community... Uh, what would you call it, a uh, um, uh, village for communication to Shannon, to Ennis, to Limerick, to Galway. Isn't that right? Mm. Uh, th that there would be a mad desire for building in Cluny. Well, well, I mean, I would think Wait. that there, there would be a perfect place to live, but unfortunately, because of restricted planning, you're not allowed to build there. And wh how do you read that? Well, I mean, you know, we are. Uh, it's an issue that he's there. It's one of the reasons why this group was set up um, was the decline in population so um, so that's the first thing that it's the first yeah it's, it's, yeah. One, it's a major issue I mean if yeah. your population is declining it's not going to be able to grow and it's not going to be able to function as a as a working community you know so what would you say to any other community across the county or the country but we'd stay within the county do you know who's experiencing just what you said there a decline in population well I mean I suppose you have to really yeah, um, get the community have to start and putting a plan together. Really, uh, how I, did you do that? We actually uh, we um, got together in uh, February of 2019, and we had a, a public meeting where um, there was um, and there was some councils winter as well. So we got a good feedback. From that and all that came, uh, we did a, a parse or a survey then uh, in the area as well. So all, all that came, the, uh, the, the, the uh, development plan for the area, the five-year development plan, including Spencer Community Development Action Plan. So from that, we uh, it, the issues that were raised there was growth, safety, um, environment was one. Um, tidy towns, uh, walks and trails. So we set up those subgroups as part of the main group in April 2019. 
and um, mm. most of that year then was involved each subgroup went off and they started um, uh, getting the names together and getting organised so each subgroup would have two uh, leaders that would work on the main committee it's a good structure uh, right. yeah so we have about uh, 11, 11 people I think at the moment on the main committee yeah. we meet about six times a year um, yeah, the Thai Town Group would work on the on the crossroads and different things. The, you can see the Christmas tree at the moment in, in the, the, at the Clooney Church there. Mm. They were involved in that. The uh, Heritage Group uh, got involved in uh, bridges, uh, uh, taking the ivy off bridges, and do, they're doing the walks and trails at the moment in the area. Mm. The Road Safety Group got working um, in the first lockdown as regards the the safety and the first place they started was in Clooney Village itself. So the, with the help of uh, our councillors, uh, Pat Hayes, um, Joe Cooney, Joe, Joe Cooney, anyway, they, they, yeah. uh, we actually um, managed to get a town and village renewal scheme applied for. Yes. So that was applied for and um, we were successful in that. And, um, and what was the end result of that? The end result of that, that we, we succeeded in getting over 100,000 Mm. For the for the works in in, in Clooney, so and uh, with the cooperation of the um, East Clare, East Clare um, MD area. Oh uh, yes, that that would be the our, our, yeah, um, Basian Yes, they did an excellent job in the footpaths and lighting in Clooney. So, um, but how uh, the one you mentioned earlier about the safety factor? Now that's something that uh, seems to come up in the champion every so often. Uh, stretches of road in the area of. Uh, uh, Clooney, Clooney, uh, Clooney or Quinn, you know, okay, yeah. as the Clooney area. Have you had progress on that, on the safety factor? With, uh, well, with I mean, we are, we are, we are slowly making progress. You know, I mean, yeah. the big step was was to was to get the Clooney village area um, resolved. You know, mm. obviously, hinges is a big big uh, problem as well, and Spencer Hill. As well, so, so I, wa- I want to build. I want to build a house now in the village. It's it, the place is looking well. Do you know? It's proximate to uh, large uh, population centres. Can I get permission to build a house in Clooney? No, outside the two fifty k zones, there's no permission allowed. None. None. So what's the future to, at this point then? What's the future well, for uh, uh, villages like Clooney? That's that's the reason why we. We're addressing the needs because of the future generations want want tankers if you know they have to go to Limerick or Galway or Innes for yeah for to live you know and they won't be able to live in Clooney. So that could bring us then it brings I suppose Jim to the the main topic which we we're we're interested in exploring which is your interest in energy, which is should be an interest every single community across the country. Yeah, we were a little surprised as a result of the um, the survey we did, and, and the, yeah, the the action plan that came out. Yeah, that the um, energy and the environment was very high up in people's uh, priorities. Yeah, so we set about then joining the a sustainable energy community. And what's that? Um, it's you. It, it's what uh, to do with the SEI um, in order to um, get funding. We applied to them. To, uh, to uh, for the energy master plan, yeah, and that'll give you a picture of what energy uses 
what energy the, the, the community uses. So we applied for that energy master plan in um, August of 2019. We were approved, grant approved in January of 2020. And then uh, we had to set about um, tendering for getting tenders in to uh, do the energy master plan. Now, you did that? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we had a tender. Now, unfortunately, there was no clear energy company uh, that we could ask to tender because of no, we couldn't find any. So we had to go to Tipperary Energy Agency and there was we had to go elsewhere uh, in the Midlands. So... Uh, so you're delighted. You'll be, you'll be delighted then when you read that um, uh, uh, there's a, an application going in for 20 um, uh, uh, by a developer or development company. You'll be delighted to hear that, to provide energy in your area, huh? Would that bring a smile to your face? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah, <laughs> do you, I mean what I'm getting at? Like you can you can sense it, okay? And I I see from the articles that appeared in the Clare Champion as well over the last four or five months, uh, you've kept the profile up on it. You know, fair play to you. Um, but uh, you you do have a problem with regard to developers, development companies, putting up. Uh, you know wind yeah but uh, just to go back to the energy master plan the energy master plan um, involved um, doing surveys initially and mm. we did we did those online and um, we handed out um, uh, hard copies as well so we got about 80 or 80 responses from from those mm. and uh, when we uh, when we look when when we got the uh, um, Energy Agency company on board, who, who were Tipperary Energy Agency, yeah. they started working on this, and we, we were assi assigned a, min uh, a mentor as well, Garot Fitzgibbon. So he's the SEI uh, mentor that's, who's available to us to guide us on this. So, so they started working on this energy master plan, which is really a picture of where we are as a community. For example, we know we have around 330 houses in our, in our area. In the, in, in the that would be the that's village. Uh, that's the village. That's the, in yeah. the that's the twenty five townlands yeah. that, that make up Cluny. Yeah. We know that ninety five percent of the houses in the community are bare rated C or lower. How many? What is it? C. 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 Yeah. So the bare rating is is very low. Yeah. Um, that probably didn't surprise you, did it? Yeah. Then we, 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 we this is the from the first interim report that. Um, Tipperary Energy Agency have done. There are obviously the final report is coming out in the spring, uh, please God, and when um, hopefully we're better have public meetings again, because mm. up to now uh, all our meetings have been on Zoom. So uh, the figures they have produced so far is the average heating uh, bill per house is 1,360, and the average electricity bill is just under 1,000. That brings it to around per house is costing around 2,300 approximately euros. And the CO2 emissions per house would be around 5.2 tonnes per That's year. That's a lot. Yeah. And are you, are you suggesting to me that y that money really should be um, spent 
it in your own community if you could generate your own electricity? Well, I mean, it does obviously shows you that huge savings to be made for the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can reduce your bill, your t- from down from two thousand three hundred down to uh, if you're using renewables down to yeah. maybe under five hundred. Yeah. So and I mean, I mean, that has to be a huge saving, and also if you had an electric car and you could charge it with your own power that you generate. Yeah. There's a massive saving, long term there. So yeah. what are the sa- what are the saying in the farmhouses and in the in the well, houses around Clooney? Because we haven't had a public meeting on, on this. Uh, it's all on Zoom with the committee. Yeah. And uh, the final the Tipperary Energy Agency at the moment are completing the. Uh, they have just completed the audits. There was eight houses selected for audits, mm. and uh, they were on a different you know. Maybe back in the uh, an older house, and a house in the in the 1970s and so on. You know, there were picked eight, eight different types. The artists of the school, so they that'll feed into the energy master plan as well, mm-hmm. and that'll give a clearer picture of uh, how much our carbon is um, per house and per um, different uh, sections of the community. Can I can I ask you then? We'll say you're talking at the moment like an average of two thousand three hundred euro per house for yes in in terms of energy, including heating, electricity, everything like that, and you'd be hoping that that can be reduced to five hundred euro per annum or less. Well, I mean that that's only just a figure that will say yeah. that, that he's possible, you know, and and you would also would eliminate. The, the carbon output that that is or the emissions yes, that yes. are going there as well, and I mean to do that you're talking about we said things like air to water, those type of of heating systems, and you're talking about you know taking out stoves, fireplaces etc., and I suppose that there's a certain cost in that which is maybe, you know what people would think of first, um, the cost of I know that you have to weigh that up against the the future of it. I know, Sean, you were talking about that before we started. Um, the overall benefits of of getting, uh, we'll say, going away from carbon emissions, the the cost benefits and the and, and the health benefits as well. Benefits, yeah. I, Tom, I probably was to come there too. <coughs> A figure that popped up at us was that uh, it was costing uh, for the community it was spending up to two million in. Fossil fuels and heating, cars, everything taken into account. That's two million. Like that's 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 a staggering figure. So, we looked at the example of Temple Derry, which was initiated by Father Paul. They are at the stage now where there's a million, one point one million coming into their community every year. So surely it's a no-brainer. We're spending two million every year in fossil fuels. Heating oil, etc. In in Clooney, in Clooney, Spencer yeah. That is the figure that came up. Yeah, you know. So surely this has to be looked at of ways of bringing down that using the grants and okay, etc. For, for for to 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 bring houses and yeah. uh, the, the heating of the houses and, and John. Th- this standard. model is available to us to see in uh, Temple Derry. It is across the Shannon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a question of of kind of working in the dark. It's it, there. There is a model there. Well, I suppose it. what the energy master plan will do is it'll 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 set out 
possible areas that we can work on. And what Obviously, the doing? arrangement with the SEI is a, is a long-term arrangement. Mm. And the fact that you're doing it as a community is much more beneficial than as an individual. And that, you know, you can pick up the phone to your mentor or the SEI support and you can get support straight away rather than being... So, Tom, uh, Mickey Joe is listening to this, <coughs> OK, this morning. And uh, he's saying, God, I must get into that. Do you know, he's living out in, in, in Clooney. How does he actually now become part of this, if you like, evolving project? Well, I mean, as when the, when, when the, when the, the report is launched, yeah. there'll be an opportunity and that'll pinpoint different projects that we can tackle. So, in other words, if we say, they say you could go for maybe retrofit 10 houses yes. in 2022, yeah. well, there's a possibility then to apply for that as a group, as a group. And your hope is that you better do it cheaper as a group and get funding as a group. Yeah. Rather than, and then as an individual. Are you optimistic? Well, sure. I mean, if we look at the Iron Islands, what they have done in the Iron Islands, it was a very slow burner when they started off on this road. But they have 80 houses upgraded now on, in the Iron Islands. And now it's starting to take off. So that when people saw the benefits. Mm. So, you know, you have to learn from what other communi- communities are doing, are done. It's going to be very slow because people, we all don't like change. Mm. Change comes, That's it's painful true. because we have to change, you know. Yeah. But, but down the road, like down the road. Down the road. Obviously, obviously, you know, for a younger person, it would make much more sense to do it because they're looking at a saving over a period of 20 or 30 years. Yes. You know, yes, it would yes, make it, yeah. for an older person, it wouldn't maybe make as much sense. But, mm. As Sean said, it's about the quality of your of your air in your house as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a healthier house then. Yeah, yeah. But uh, obviously there is between around 35% uh, grant assistance from the SEI at the moment. That's for retrofitting. Retrofitting and all that, you know. But yeah. the, only, the other thing to remember is that the possibility of microgeneration, that you'll be able to generate electricity for your use and for the sell back to the grid as well. Yeah, and that's uh, guaranteed now, isn't well, it? Well, I mean, they're now fitting the smart meters. They're rolling those out at the minute. Yeah. And when they go live in another year or two, fewer time, I'm not sure exactly the date they have set for the, because of the lockdowns and, and, and coronavirus, maybe that's put back a bit. But um, people will be able to generate their own electricity and sell it back to the grid if they have excess. Or the alternative would be to have a system where they store themselves and reuse it in yeah. the in the in the in the off you know, off peak or the, in the times when there's no sun. Well, right beside you is Sean, the farmer, <coughs> and I'm thinking, uh, why doesn't Sean have solar panels? After you've sheds that are ideally located, haven't you, for have. solar? I have. I have. And avoid all the. Co- I think the, the main problem. Uh, having solar on the farm up to now yeah. was you were not guaranteed uh, if you had surplus that you could sell it back to the grid. Are you now guaranteed? You are now guaranteed. Um, um, you, are, you are now guaranteed, and I, I can I can actually report on that. Under the new scheme, now farmers will be able to generate renewable electricity and sell surplus electricity back to the grid to generate income. Right. According to the Department of the Environment, Climate and Communication, Farmers will now be able to export 100% of what they can produce. 
You happy now with this? I am. And like the new, as we all know, the new cap policy yeah. has been passed in 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 the in the, doll, yeah. in the last week uh, for the period 2023 mm. to 2027. Now this is going to be a huge change for farmers. They are going to have to look at climate change and ways of making extra money because they will not be able to expand cattle. Extended. So where does that put you on? I now will have an opportunity, maybe not me, but bigger farmers will have an opportunity to use all their buildings and put solar panels on their buildings, create electricity for themselves and sell at, a, an, at a, an upgraded price that's something that has been granted in this is 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 a accepted price uh, for the electricity that I, that I can produce. Yeah, and Tom, you know, how do, how does that fit into your wider plan? Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's um, this is what the energy master plan is about, really. You know, it gives you a list of opportunities, and it's about really opportunities. Mm. And are there? And it, 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 it's a picture of where we are. This year, 2020, 2021, you know, 22, you know, mm. it tells you where that community is. But obviously, as years go by, as projects of, you know, mm. peace God are being done, that energy, that energy master plan is evolving and changing all the time. Where there's a, a, a hen hardier problem, which we hear about mm. in East Clare quite a lot, and okay, does solar energy present a, a better option? Uh, than in fact wind energy. Solar energy um, is less um, uh, financially benef beneficial. Really? Yeah. Uh, the solar would be only about a little over a half uh, as efficient. Uh, the margins are tighter. Um, now, you need to be, obviously depends on the um, the distance from the grid connection. The but the you're close, you're really close, aren't Yeah, you, you need to be within two to three uh, kilometres, to uh, we understand, to make it anywhere viable. Yeah. Even some of the commercial uh, developers, um, when they get their grid uh, assessment uh, back from the ESB, they find that our project, uh, remember now that the developer is getting less per unit for their... For their um, energy yeah. uh, uh, generation than, than, than a community would. Mm. So, um, so I suppose that's an opportunity for communities, but certainly your wind is more is more beneficial financially. Okay, so now that presents <coughs> a point for, for argument, doesn't it really? Because some, some segments in communities object to uh, wind mills, don't they? The wind turbines, yeah. Wind, uh, wind turbines. Um, is that not... Yeah, and you have the problem of, we said, the hen harrier. Yes, and, and to the, deal with... You presume you can't put wind turbines in an area designated for the hen harrier, is that... Yeah, well, well, well we <coughs> we have checked out several sites and uh, we have got advice from SEI on this and uh, we're being told that um, because of the hen harrier, it, w it, would be, uh, not, it wouldn't be possible to put in wind turbines as it stands at the moment, because of the law around hen harriers. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, if we are to if we are to become um, if we are to become eighty percent renewable energies by yeah. twenty thirty, yeah, I don't know how it's going to be done. If there's obstacles like the hen harrier putting people's way, it feels it seems strange that you would put in a turbine near houses, but you wouldn't put them because of of the hen harrier. So. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make a bit sense to me. How do you make of that, Jim? 
Yeah, I I think that's a bit crazy. I think we're we're gone too far <laughs> and in one direction. Yeah. Tell me, <clears throat> where would you like to see Clooney Spansell Hill in ten years' time in terms of energy? Or in fifteen years' time? Well, I mean it'll be I, the hope is that um like what happened in the Arden Islands, that they would be buying to this. And there's a huge lack of people need to be informed as regards the benefits of this. Up to now, we only see the negatives. We see the turbines going up. And the reason why those negatives are on the turbines is because too many of them have put in together. And they're, they're all developer-led turbines. So that means that... Well, what does that mean? The exactly? developers come in, a big company, he's put in the turbines... He has um, every turbine you see is probably making about approximately half a million plus in, uh, income per, yeah. per annum. Per, per annum. Mm. So, and uh, generally, what happens is that development company then flips it over to um, um, a retirement fund or, uh, or uh, some uh, investment fund, and all that money is leaving the country. So, I can see why people are up in arms against all these turbines. Yeah. If, on the other hand, there was a couple of turbines owned by the communities and bringing income into the community, then I think there would be a different attitude towards it. But certainly, having a whole load of them, 30 or 40, any time I go back to West Slayer, I see them there. And I know that all that money is leaving West Slayer. It saddens me to see that there's no benefit going to the community. What about the, 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 and the, the, flog, the developer uh, that <coughs> you talk about? He flogs this point really strongly the community benefit you know the money that community benefit fund yeah and now community, do you yeah, community about fund, that community benefit fund is um, you know I think it's time limited to 15 years now I, I, can, I stand corrected on that yes and when it's when it's divvied out um, it's small money really you know a house within one kilometre will get a thousand euros per year a house within two kilometres will get five hundred and there's a small percentage being given out to local clubs in that area but that's really benefited only lasts for a very short time. Yeah. And and meanwhile the turbines are left there. Mm. So it isn't really any whereas on the other hand, if a community group got together within a ten kilometer region mm. and work and 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 assisted when the planning application goes in that they would be able to get up to five megawatts owned by the community as part of that development, then there will be, be money coming back to the community for the help the community to grow. That would be like the, the Temple Derry. Yeah, but, not, be, but they would, okay, there might be 20 turbines, but two would be funded and owned by the community, right. and the 18 would be owned by the developer. Yeah. But the two would be always owned by the, by the community when a kind of a co-op type structure. Yes, yes, yes. So therefore you're talking about the community then benefiting. Obviously the community then would be owned by the community groups in the area, whether it be parish councils or mm. sports clubs or whatever is there, you know. Yeah, yeah. And as many of those get involved as possible. And they would have an income coming in every year to help their communities. So it could be Thaya Towns groups, it could be anything. And if, if for example, uh, the model you, you're, you're selling this morning, um, if that uh, succeeds and you do produce surplus energy, do you remember we talked before, Jim, about the possible uses for surplus energy apart from feeding it into the grid. How about the idea of using surplus energy generated in Clooney 
to actually heat uh, vegetable um, buildings so that we could produce throughout the year instead of only three months of the year. We could produce things like peas, you know, and other greens that come from South Africa, from uh, Peru. You go into a supermarket. That's one of the... That's one of the... um, And... um, the data centre that's been proposed yeah. on the, on the Tyler Road at Junction 13, that's one of the um, proposals in that, uh, is that they have a vertical uh, vegetable farm there. Is that right? Yeah. How do you feel about that? That, that they will generate, from the heat that, that yeah. generates, yeah. I think it's a good idea. And can you, can you benefit <coughs> in Clooney from the proximity to the proposed data centre? Well, I can't see as benefit at the moment because of the um, planning restrictions. Oh, because all the, all the development and housing are going in in the West Levin area. Yeah. And that's where it's, what's been developed. And there's no development. Um, first of all, we haven't the infrastructure, we haven't the wastewater treatment facility yeah. to allow for any development to go ahead. Yeah. By uh, the way, that's another one, the, the, the wastewater treatment. You have a problem with that, have you? In well, we haven't any. That's you have none at all? No. <laughs> which, is, which is the reason why... John S. can't build a house in... Yeah, in exactly. I mean, I mean, you have to put up... Uh, you have to buy half acre and you have to put up your own city tank. But, I mean, they won't allow you to do that. But they won't allow... The, the, the alternative isn't there for you. Hey, lads, but did you know something? Are we architects of our own misfortune? Or, you know, uh, have we the, the democratic will to actually change things that are counter-productive? Would you, would you, would you agree with me? I'm just thinking of our... <laughs> like mm-hmm. the national development plan or the county development plan yeah. does a lot of that come from on high and can't be changed well I mean uh, I think you mentioned a very important point the draft development plan is out at the minute mm. and I think that um, they're looking for some missions in the next few months yes but I mean if that uh, from what I hear if that development plan is implemented it will mean that uh, people will be pushed into big towns and cities mm. Innes will draw, and Rural Ireland, East Clare is going to drop in population. And we are the example on the verge where we can't get planning or where we can't get people who can't live there anymore. Sure, so this is ridiculous. Sean, what do you... Just looking at the CAP um, programme again, I, I can't come back to it because it's farm-related. There is, as part of the CAP plan, that there is up to 30 or 40% of the money is going to go to rural development. Yeah. That is very important. Yeah. See, people haven't got to know yet what's in the 2023 yes. cap plan. But 30 to 40% of the funds are going to rural development. So I, th- I think there is opportunities uh, down the road once once we get, we get up and running. To get together. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I heard a, a saying today, um, teamwork makes the dream work and that's what it's all about but unfortunately in Ireland I think people want everything to be done yesterday mm. yeah but yeah. this all this uh, rural development uh, energy management uh, change from fossil fuels it's going to take time money and patience and I think the fear that's out there in communities like Scarf and and that is it's all going to cost money Mm. it's all going to cost and that they're going to have to pay for it yeah you know yeah. but that mightn't be exactly true i i i, I think if people uh, listen behind the, what's happening i i think that there'll be golden opportunities 
for, 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 for rural development. That there would be money available in terms of grant aid, etc. It's there. It's, it's, it, yeah, it yeah, is but there. the only problem yeah. is, if your, if your draft development plan will not allow development to go on, yeah. There'd be no one there to benefit. That is the yeah. uh, that is the that is the big problem. I think yeah. we're at a crucial point now with this draft development plan. Yes. We need to I mean it has obviously been written by civil servants, you know, down to the people. But I think the the people need to have an input. I, I don't think rural Ireland should be a place that you just go for a walk in. Indeed. Or you go for a trail. That they a place should be a living place. No, people should be allowed to actually live there. I said the four of us thoroughly concur with that, but so we only have about about two months to actually make an observation on the yeah. development plan. Is not right? That's right. It's, yeah. it's, 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 I, I was I was trying to check it out before Christmas, but I couldn't really get into it. But uh, that's why yeah. I understand. Yeah. Well, lads, uh, Jim, I know we're moving to 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 our time limit, mm. but just I, one very important thing there yeah. in relation to what Tom is saying as regards developers yes. uh, getting planning permission. Yeah. Yes. Communities have their own niche yes. to the grid. That's yes. crucial for, mm. for, for, for rural clear and places like Scarafin and Broughton. The, the niche is there. Mm. So that if there is a bottleneck, which there will be, mm. if the grids can't accept the data centres and all that's been put yeah. up, it is guaranteed that communities have their niche mm. to the grid. Yeah, that's I, I agree with you, but my la- my is it my final point, Jim? Yeah, yeah. my final pi- point, lads, is this: we do live in a democracy. Yeah, I don't believe we use our democratic strength to actually bring about the necessary changes that you've talked about. So many of them are yeah. political decisions. Some of them are generated by Brussels. But if they are generated by Brussels, we have MEPs in yeah. Brussels. We have Sean Kelly and we have the others who, who are there. Now, Sean sat where you were sitting, Sean. Sean Kelly sat here, uh, there, and he would love to actually sit there again, he tells us, and to tell what's possible. Yeah, but the thing is, you see, they're talking about building in more passive houses. There's no reason why you can't build a cluster of pa- pa- passive houses in Cluny or in Scarif. Indeed. Why not? Like, yeah. What's What's the problem? Well, you ask. Uh, you, I, uh, finishing my point, you, uh, in, uh, Tom, you ask your local politicians to what extent are they willing to engage in these critical questions which end up, if they're not answered properly, end up with a rural decline, further rural decline. Yeah, but I mean, decline. this, this uh, sadly, I'm very concerned that Innes is, is going to grow a double in size in the next 20 or 30 years. And policy will drive that. And it will grow at the expense of rural, rural terror. Well, that's the question. And that's we, my big worry. Is that yeah, rightly so, you should And, and I can see, we can see it in Clooney, on our doorstep, yeah. okay, if you're a farmer's son, you can get a plan permission if you're lucky now, but mm. that, that might change with a new development plan. Mm. So even that once-off house might be stopped with a new development plan when it comes out. Mm. So it's really going to kill rural Ireland then, and it'll, yeah. it'll close schools, it'll cause huge problems to uh, GA clubs. At the moment, it's taken two clubs to make a team underage in, in player. You could take four in a few years' time. Mm. That's the way it, the population keeps going as it is. So I think the future, the future, uh, the future of Clare is as our rural Ireland is at stake here, mm. and people need to stand up and say, what do we want rural Ireland to, as a place to live in, mm. and and uh, or, or do we want it just as a place to go on for a walk mm. or for a trail? Okay.
Okay, we'll leave it at that, gentlemen. Listen, very, we really appreciate you coming over here this morning uh, to Scarif to the studio. Uh, it's been a very interesting discussion. Hopefully, it will get people thinking because I mean that's really why we broadcast uh, these things to get people yeah. thinking along those lines. So Tom Larkin and Sean Earls from the Clooney Spencer Hill Community Development Group. Many thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. And happy New Year to you all. And many happy returns.